the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. to be with you right here, right now, wherever you are, because I really needed to do this. I've been putting it off for a long time, and it's really therapeutic for me once I actually sit down and get into the space of recording. So thank you if you're still a fan or if you are a friend and you remember that I actually have a podcast. I really, really appreciate you sticking around. Um, I had attempted to record Chris of clean and sober since right now.com as a guest for creative collective and software failed or maybe it was a human error on my part and I failed um but needless to say that is a lost episode that will never get unearthed because it was never recorded properly in the first place so we'll have to bring him back again um yeah so I'm the guest tonight lucky you (laughs) and I'll talk a little bit about my creative process and then maybe we'll do a quick song in the Christmas spirit even though it's already after Christmas but you know procrastination is my middle name what can I say Um, (laughs) and I haven't really practiced it so it'll just kind of be in my style which is sort of I don't know I guess Sarah Silverman e keeping keeping it in the Silverman family you know Okay, so for you newbies to Bad Story Podcast, I wanted to give you a quick intro as to the format. There really is no strict format, but I have ADD and OCD, and I thought I would do something kind of fun and quirky, and to sort of keep me on task, I have come up with four different topics that are important to me in my recovery and for my mental health as well and mental wellness. And I attempt, that's the key word, to keep each to five minutes or less, or sometimes a little over, but five minutes is the goal. And um, with Creative Collective, we're just going to go over that because when I have interview guests, I don't think I can keep it to five minutes or even 10, but I'll try to not make it like an hour interview on top of already 15, 20 minutes of me, blah, blah, blahing. So... Without further ado, I'd like to get started, um, and I'm so happy that the first topic is let's get mental. So before before we really get too deep into this, once five minutes or approximately five minutes is up, you'll hear this, and I hope you heard that because this is a new, I have a, an iPhone now, yay, and um, I have a new like game show app, and this is not as, it's actually not as good as my last app, so... I can barely hear it, but if you can, that's all that matters. Okay, so you'll hear that, and then it's time for me to move on no matter where I am in my thought. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so let's get mental. Okay, I'm feeling a little mental right now because, ah, okay. Um, Believe it or not, my OCD has actually been a lot better um, since you last heard from me, which was probably a month and a half ago, I want to say. Um... 
I had communicated with Mark Freeman. He is a mental wellness blogger, coach. I'm not quite sure what you call it, but um, he has a really good program for his mental well-being, and he has this course called Mental Fitness 101. I will be totally flat out honest with you guys right now. I haven't started it. I haven't started it yet, but I've made the first step and I have purchased it and it is waiting for me. But we were in email contact and I basically laid out all of my everything to him and knowing that he understood was just really gratifying because a lot of the times I feel very alone and isolated um, regarding my OCD because you could... See, the brain comes up with all sorts of weird thoughts and obsessions and then the compulsions, they absolutely drive me crazy, really. So one of the things that was really helpful that he said was to be okay with uncertainty. And that definitely has its challenges. Um, I've, I've really been trying hard, actually, to just be okay with it because regardless of whether or not I turned the stove off, I I mean, even though I know I watched myself do it or watched myself turn the faucet off or whatever, um, thinking about it and obsessing about it all day long is not going to do me any good. So, you know, like if the house burns down, it burns down. <laughs> That's kind of an extreme example. But anyway, so be okay with uncertainty. And I'm, I have been reducing my nighttime checking compulsions. I mean... Let's be honest, I know that there's not a monster in the closet. There's no intruder that's gotten in somehow, suddenly, when all the doors and windows are locked. But, especially when I have the alarm on. I mean, it's, rationally, I understand that there's nobody there. But irrationally, that's where the OCD comes in. I have to check just to feel that peace of mind. And I've been cutting down on those nighttime rituals. Anyway, I could go on and on about that, but I wanted to also share that tonight... I drove to the DMV. I needed to get uh, my car registered in a different state and retitled and all that adulting kind of fun stuff. Anyway, I had a panic attack on my way over there as I was driving. And I haven't had one while I was driving in a really, really long time. But it was kind of frightening because, I mean, it wasn't kind of frightening. It was outright terrifying because I had sort of this out-of-body experience, I started to feel kind of tingly in my in my arms, and I wasn't sure if I was going to turn the car, mind you, it was also raining, um, if, I, if I was going to turn the car into a median or, like, hit a different car. It was just awful. Anyway, I got there safely, but then my panic attack continued because there was no bathroom in the DMV, and I am, if any of you have listened to my story with the roomsproject.org, or maybe I've talked about it here on, at some point, but I have a tiny bladder as it is, and I'm always, always overly cognizant of where bathrooms are because in the back of my mind, it's always a fear that I'm going to have an accident, even though I haven't had one since I was like four or five years old. But that is just a fear that I've always had, and I'm trying hard to realize that it hasn't happened thus far, so I'll probably be okay, but then I start getting anxiety about anxiety, and needless to say, it was not a fun experience tonight, and I was so happy when I finally got up to the counter, did my thing, and went home. Got home, took a shower, got in my jammies, put a pizza in the oven, it is cooling down right now, and I'll have a little salad when I'm done with that, so 
it's just been it's been challenging and I think it's also just because um I may have skipped a day of my medication too and so needless to say um I am mindfully eyeing the the clock right now but I want you to follow Mark Freeman on Twitter if you have OCD he is at the path to change and I have my story published on the OCD stories which is um Stuart Ralph's site so at the OCD stories is another really, really great site. Okay, it's time to move on. What do we have next? Dear Diary. Okay, I guess I could talk about me. Me, 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 me. <laughs> um, it's technically supposed to be the life of a 30-something gal in recovery. Um, but I'm basically just talking about me some more, so enjoy that. Um, <laughs> Okay, so I've talked about it before, but I'm doing a lot better now. I was, I've been, well, I, I went through a breakup, a really bizarre one because we're both still really close friends with each other and we still tell each other things and are in contact with each other fairly regularly, like daily really, um, because we still really, really care about each other just because we decided that it was best for us to not be together in the long run. And there are a lot of reasons for that. Some I may go into a little bit later as I get more comfortable doing this, but some are private and I'm going to respect sort of the sanctity of, of our relationship and, and not disclose those reasons. But we decided that it was best to not be together in the long run, but remain friends because why turn the friendship off if if there's no good reason. I mean, there was absolutely zero animosity. We helped each other move. Like, my parents are on good terms with him. I'm on good terms with his family. I mean, it was, it's the best breakup I've ever been through. And that is also a huge learning experience for me in terms of what I am looking for in a partner. And also realizing that I have to listen to my heart and my head. And if something feels off, then I need to respect my wants and my needs and it's I mean it's all about self-awareness and self-care and self-love and just I, I thought well I know that the best decision for me is not being in that relationship in the sense that we were in and also it's the best decision for him too so we'll support each other as we continue to grow and obviously it's going to be a little different when each of us or one of us is in a relationship and I don't know how to navigate the friendship at that point. But I hope that my future potential partner or partners, however many I have until I decide that, or until I get settled or whatever. Um, and I hate that word settled, but um, I would want that person to respect my friendship with my ex. It feels weird to say ex, but because you know, and, and there's, a, I don't think there's any risk of uh, kind of getting lost in my head. I mean, th there's not really a chance that we're going to get back together. We realize that this is the best decision for the two of us. So wh whomever I am with later on, I would want that person to understand that, that my ex is an important part of my life or what, or had an important place. And, um, and that I'll always have a special place in my heart for him, 
even if it may get smaller over time, it's still going to be there. So that's important for me to say. And I'm kind of switching gears into something less serious. Um, holidays, Christmas just happened. As most of you know, I'm a lax Jew, so Hanukkah wasn't even a big thing for me. But Christmas, I binged on Netflix all day long in my jammies, and it was glorious. I did not feel guilty about it at all because I don't do that on a regular basis, and I just needed to let my body relax and have fun. And it was a rainy day, so plus it was also hot. We're having some strange weather. Um... So that's what I did for Christmas, but um, New Year's is coming up, and, and that's a holiday that's always been kind of funny because um, there are rarely sober options or alcohol-free options unless they're 12-step related, AA related, and, and those are great. They really are, but I always feel a little weird going to one because I don't really feel like I'm part of that fellowship. So I've been wanting to, and maybe maybe it'll happen for next year, but actually organize a big sober new year party new year's eve party we'll see we'll see if what comes of that um but in the meantime um i don't know what i'm going to do probably either just lay low at home more netflix and cook or order in or something or i may um i may try one of those aa parties who knows um i claim I claim to be open-minded, so I better practice that open-mindedness and try. And I know they, I'm sure they would be welcoming, but yeah, that's something I want to think about. And um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, oh yeah, I'm going to this meetup group. It's called um, Alcohol-Free 20s and 30s Girlfriends Social or something. It's, it's on meetup.com and it's a new group for women in their 20s and 30s who are sober and want to just hang out and do fun stuff. So I'm going to go to Mount Vernon with a couple of the ladies um, in early January after New Year's. So I'm excited about that. And I think that's really it. Um, there are other things I'd like to say, but I don't think I'm going to have the time to get into them. Um, oh, by the way, I'm just going to end this one right now. And I wanted to mention for the order of the show, we're going to do things a little bit differently going forward because when I have guests on or when I'm my own guest or whatever on Creative Collective, that segment, it'll just be easier to have that as the last segment leading into the outro where the Smiths come in and and carry me out. So <laughs> not out of a bar or anything, just out of this podcast. So um, I think that would just make more sense. So we're going to go to the next segment, which is my top five. And as a refresher, this is my top five happy tools in recovery. But since I've already mentioned mine in the first podcast, and I'll task you with doing some homework if you haven't already heard, um, I now open it up to all of you. And I actually received three emails um, to badstorypod at gmail.com where you find people have, have given me your tools in recovery. So I'm going to share those. Um, all right, well, speaking of Mark Freeman, um, he's getting some major product placement right now. <laughs> um, and I'm also mentally trying to calculate when the next um, buzzer is going to go off because my timer, it, I have like 5 billion things open right now and it's, it's making me crazy. Um, I probably shouldn't use that word even though I'm technically partially 
um, mentally unstable. <laughs> okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. I've got it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I could delete this, but I'm not going to. That's the beauty of this. So Mark Freeman, again, the path to change. Um, I will put that in the episode guide. Uh, I hope I don't forget. Um, so let's see. Mark's top five recovery tools are, gosh, where did it go? Okay. One, cutting out normal compulsions. And remember, this is his recovery from OCD, which is a unique perspective. Most of you are probably coming to, to this podcast for addiction recovery, but maybe you're coming here for mental health, or maybe you just think I'm fabulous, which is true. Yes. <laughs> so number one, cutting out normal compulsions. And he says by normal... Um, I guess I could read the whole thing, but you know what? I'm just going to go through it. Cutting out normal compulsions. Two, working with others as they go through recovery. Very important. Three, focusing on where I'm going, not what I'm leaving behind. And that is huge. My therapist has always said that I catastrophize way too much about the future, and obviously I can't live in the past, so you have to stay in the present. That's me interjecting, not, not reading his email. I don't know what his therapist says. <laughs> Four, learning. Just learning. And five, getting awesome at mornings. That, that's great. Um, I am terrible at mornings. I snooze all the time. And the sheer act of getting myself out of bed is, <laughs> it's a task. I managed to get myself to CrossFit on Saturday at 8 a.m. I don't know how, but I did feel really productive. So thank you, Mark, for sharing. We're going to go next to Richie. Um, Richie is on Twitter, and he is rock, paper, sober. I'm pretty sure, again, I will, I will spell that out in the show notes. So number one for Richie, writing. Number two, drawing. Number three, gym slash running. Number four, Twitter. Yep. Yay. That's how I know so many of you amazing people. And number five, laughter. Okay. I just, <laughs> I mean, trust me, I know all about laughter. And as a matter of fact, on Facebook today, someone posted something about like, um, Snaffling, I think it was like S-N-A-U-G-H-L-I-N-G, snaffling, snaffling. Anyway, it's like snort laughing and then laughing because you snorted and snorting because you're laughing. And that's totally what I do. So yay, Richie, thank you. Laughter is huge for me too. And lastly, I heard from Buddy who found me through O, Omar Pinto from the Share podcast. If you haven't heard that episode yet, check it out. It's awesome, I think. I, I hope. Anyway, I know it is. Um, or I hope it is. <laughs> anyway, Buddy found me through my episode with O. And I was really impressed that he emailed badstorypod.com because I don't even know if I mentioned that in the podcast. But regardless, his tools are different and also just as valid. One, do my meditations every day. Two, get on my knees and submit my will and my life to the care of God almost every day. He says, I need to every day. That's very 12-step, but it works for so many people. So I'm certainly, I'm not, I'm not judging at all. I'm just, if you're not familiar with that kind of terminology, that is pretty standard in, in Alcoholics Anonymous. Okay, three, try to make every relationship and interaction a win for the other person. When I do that, I always get what I need. That is really actually 
amazing because a lot of the times when we're talking to other people, and it's totally normal, but we tend to think about what we're going to say next. We don't always listen. We hear, but do we listen? So if we want to make the other person happy, then usually we will be happy too. I mean, I'm pretty sure that, well, I'm not so sure, but I hope that that's what happens. But yeah, think about it. I mean, it's all about staying present. So number four, he looks for ways to do more service. And he also lists um, a Twitter account of major AA devotions, if that interests me or the community. Um, It doesn't really interest me, but for the sake of you, my community, it is at TransDaily1, T-R-A-N-S-D-A-I-L-Y-1. Okay, and um, then he says his fifth is really his third. Just have a great day. Go to a couple meetings a week and work with sponsees and try to meet with his his sponsor um, when he can. So thanks, buddy, for sharing. I appreciate that. So we heard from Buddy, Richie, and Mark. Ladies, I want to hear from you. So email badstorypod at gmail.com. And we'll get you on the next episode. Also, speaking of next episode, and just to um, get out of that particular segment, we're going to have this little sound here. Um, I'll be honest with you and honest with myself. I don't think I can stick to a weekly schedule. It's just, I always, I mean, it's not about finding excuses, but I find it really hard to just sit down and do this. Um. I don't have a studio and I just moved back to my parents' house. So it's, I'm, I had to dig through a box to find my microphone. It's, it's a little challenging still to keep to something that's weekly. So at the very least, I'm going to try once every two weeks. Um, you can expect two bad story pods every month, maybe more if I can get around to it. But that's better than the track record that I have so far, which is like, um, this is the fifth episode in the course of three, four months, three months. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to move into creative collective. I am going to play a little ditty for you. I haven't practiced it at all. (laughs) So we'll see how that goes. Um, and it's keeping, it's keeping with the holiday spirit, but I wanted to talk to you guys about creativity and why that's so important to me. And if I, I mentioned that actually in my recovery revelations with with Chris on the recovery revolution dot online. Also, that will direct you to sensorynow.com, where creativity has just kind of an outpouring of my personality or my or vice versa or something. But I just now and I granted I'm not the most talented person in music or art or writing, but I feel like more alive when when I'm being creative and when I'm making other people happy and that makes me happy. I'm I'm much more of a giver than a taker, but trust me, I like to take too. And I love presents. So birthday is May 18th. You can send me presents then, but <laughs> and speaking of send, see this is where my mind goes. It's always um PO box it has changed. We are now in Burke, Virginia. So it's P.O. Box 11001, 
That's the Sobriety Collective. You can do care of Laura Silverman or just the Sobriety Collective, whatever. But that's P.O. Box 11001, Burke, Virginia 22049, I believe. But it's on the website. If I mess that up, then that's ridiculous. You're going to hear some typing right now because I'm just going to check. <laughs> I should have checked this before. Anyway, like I said. Do, 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 do. Um, by the way, do you like the website? I love it. It's, it's definitely my baby and I tinker with it a lot, but considering I've never really designed a website before, I think it's, it's pretty darn nifty. Um, yes, PO Box 11001, Burke, Virginia. I was wrong. It's 22009. What? Um, yeah. Okay. Remember what I said about 224 or whatever? It's not that. It's 22009. Okay. Ah. <laughs> Creative Collective. Well, I love music. I'm an okay guitar player, a better singer, but still not the most talented at, at either. Um, and a lot of people have asked me, why don't you write your own music? Well, I mean, I know that I have plenty of material in terms of life experiences, but it's never felt natural for me. It, it doesn't really feel like it pours out of me easily, um, and it feels contrived every time I do it. I've always felt more comfortable singing other people's songs, and I can express myself and maybe some of the emotions that I'm going through through other people's words and through other people's melodies. But from time to time, I have... Um, done a couple of mini collaborations in terms of songwriting with other people. Um, but for the most part, it just feels weird to me. I don't know. It's like hearing your voice played back to you. I know that when I hear this, it feels strange to me. Like hearing myself um, sing a song that I wrote or, or hypothetically wrote. Um, anyway, I totally just had a brain fart again. And just for that, I'm giving myself a buzz. Okay, so hold on a second. I will be right with you. Okay, guys, I'm back. I actually practiced a little bit, and my original song did not pan out. So without further ado, I'm going to sing you an oldie but a goodie. And I'm going to get started in one second. <laughs> okay. So, oh, by the way, back in the day, I had a MySpace, I know, MySpace, and it was called Under Laura's Covers, because I did covers, and it was punny like that. Maybe if I do a cover album in the future, it'll be called Laura Recovers, because of recovery and because of covers. You know it. All right, let's get started. Oh, come on, come on. Okay. Still there? I hope you are. Okay. My nails are long too. I haven't cut them and so it's going to sound a little fuzzy. Only you. Oh God, I'm off. Hold on. You. You. I can't hear myself on this freaking microphone. You. Hello. Hello. Okay. That's a little better. I'm going to start that. I'm going to start that again. Sorry. 
This is what I'm like at open mic nights if, if I don't practice enough. Um, I call it part of my act, but it's, it's really not. Okay, so. Only you. Oh God, come on. Can make this world seem right. Only you can make the darkness bright. Only you. Pretend like I didn't just interject there. Last verse again. <laughs> oh, only you can make this change in me. For it's true, you are my destiny. When you hold my hand, I'll. awful hold on the, the magic that you do you're my dream come true my one and only you okay next time i play for you guys i am going to practice because that sounded awful we're done okay that's it i'm gonna let um Morrissey sing because he might actually sound a little bit better but FYI I sing in the intro so can't be that bad right okay all right <laughs> okay I guess I'm still feeling a little nervous from that but what do we say at the end of this we say stay classy stay cool and stay sober bye Another clean and sober intervention.